2: Believers, got another great episode for you today. This week, I'm bringing back a guest I had on a, um, almost a full year ago. It was from Season 3, Episode 17, Joe. Um, the episode was titled The Unexplained Monsters and Paranormal. Um, kind of like named it after the, the whole premise of the show. Because Joe's experiences um, pretty re- pretty much run the gamut of of all of that you know he had uh his paranormal experiences as as well as some creature experiences and um joe reached back out to me here about maybe a month ago and said that he had some updates he wanted to go into so if you haven't heard season three episode 17 i highly recommend you go back and listen to that one um i'm pretty sure these episodes can probably stand alone you know what I mean? If you uh, if you wanted to go ahead and dive into this one, and then, you know, catch up with the uh, with the older episode, that's fine. Um, but you're in for a treat. Uh, the first time Joe was on that that episode, got a lot of feedback. It had thousands of downloads. Um, but Joe's coming back on, and and this time he's bringing his wife, Amy, and she validates a lot of experiences that he had, and uh, you know, like. Like wives tend to do, she remembers details that he don't remember. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I know that's how my wife is with me. You know, she she's like, well, you leave out half the story when you tell something. You know, so she's coming. On, she's coming on the show, and uh, she's going to help flesh things out. And I look forward to that. Um, it always it always adds to a story when you have more than one person with the experience, right? And again, I'm sorry for the the voice. I'm uh recovering from. Another bout of laryngitis. Um, Another odd thing, I guess, is there's, you know, revival is breaking out everywhere all over the country. Where Well, where I live is no exception. Um, There's revival here. And in the last year, I've probably attended five or six revivals, you know, around the area. And three times out of the five or six, the day I was going to go to revival or the day that I did go to revival, i come down with a case of laryngitis. It's almost like something's trying to shut me up. <clears throat> it doesn't work. Um, I go and I testify and I enjoy it and I, I shout and amen and all that kind of good stuff. So it's not going to stop anything. Just another, uh, another coincidence to some people. Another element of spiritual warfare to me. But I'm not going to waste a whole lot more time talking about myself. I'm going to bring Joe and Amy on the show. But first, I want to encourage everyone to take advantage of the bump phone. Again, that number um, is 304-812-0553. 304-812-0553. If you have something that you would like to, to send me, to review or check out or do a, a swap, like a sticker swap or something like that. My address, again, is the Bump Podcast at P.O. Box 1453 in Chapmanville, West Virginia, 25508. If you would like to be on the show, if you have an experience that you would like to share, uh, any kind of experience, you know, it, I'm open to everything here, you know that. Um, If you guys have listened to more than one episode, you know that you know there's not a whole lot that's off limits. I don't I don't know of anything that's off limits to talk about. Um, you know, if it's a paranormal experience, if it's a miracle, if it's Bigfoot, if it's aliens, if it's dogman, um whatever, you know, whatever you want to talk about. If you've had an experience you'd like to share, reach out to me, holler at me at the bump podcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website. There's a holler at me button, click that, it goes right to my email. I'm on all social media platforms for the most part. I don't do much on Twitter, but um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can get a hold of me on any of those. Um, but if you want to come on the show, email is the best method. Uh, there's a lot of things to keep up with. There is a Discord now. Um, I know the Discord is getting, you know, it, well, it has been super popular. I've been neglectful, but um, Andrew, one of my buddies, he started up a Discord, so check that out. Get active on there. Um, I'll pop in and off, you know, on and off of that from time to time, checking it out, trying to keep up. A um, whole lot of stuff going on. It's going to be a big year, okay? So let's go ahead and bring Joe on the show right now.
1: All right. So I am the wife mentioned multiple times in the last episode that Joe was part of. And I don't have nearly as many stories as he does. I have a couple from when I was young. Um, My grandpa is pretty devout within the religion that he believes in. And that religion says there's no, no such thing as aliens or ghosts Wow. But even so, when I was about five, I stayed the night at his house for the weekend, and he felt it necessary to make the ghost that was part of his household fun. Mm-hmm. And he gave it a name, and he told me if, um you know, you, you hear things moving around or your blanket gets pulled off, don't worry, it's just Ralph. He's a buddy, and he's nice. Wow. So that was my first experience with any kind of paranormal anything. Ralph liked to make the the little piano that my grandma had above the fireplace play music. And pull blankets off of people. But it was fun for me. Grandpa said it was safe. Uh, well. <laughs> the next experience I have with anything like that, I was... 12, I think, 11 or 12, Um, I had a friend, we'll just call her C, that invited me to stay the night, and on this particular weekend, it was the anniversary of when she had lost her older brother,
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, so she had pre-warned me that her mom was going to be sad, and we were going to just kind of stay down in her room, let her mom have her grievance time. I didn't know, though, that C did her own little thing to contact her brother every year. So she pulled out her Ouija board once we were down in her room. Um, We were 12 at the time, but her brother had been gone for about a decade. So he was about two when he passed.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, when she was communicating... She told me to watch the curtain. She didn't have a door to her room. She just had a curtain. And there were two very distinct children's figures that went into the curtain. The curtain outlined them perfectly. Hmm. Uh, I never touched the Ouija board. I did no communication. Nothing bad happened. I can't really describe the feeling that was present other than it was stale. We were in a basement. It was an unfinished basement. So it was, it was cold naturally. Uh, It didn't get any more cold. You know, this was in a a region that snows a lot. So it was uncomfortable and the air was very stale. And I made up an excuse that I forgot I had to babysit for my sister and I left as quickly as I could. (laughs) Um, Because at that point in time, my religion also said there's no such thing as ghosts and aliens, and if if anything like this happens, it's it's demons.
3: Right.
1: So I was terrified.
3: Yeah. I know. Um, oh, no.
1: And that was the end of my amazing stories from my childhood. <laughs> I went from being religious to being atheist, I guess, based on the fact that uh, I have read the Bible cover to cover they wrote essays on the bible this was required of me from abusive parenting so it's enough to turn anybody away from faith uh and over time it just became my principle that blind faith is dangerous it's it's a good way to indoctrinate and groom children so i stayed away from it and if i can't see it and i can't prove it then it doesn't exist Mm. for a long time
3: yeah
2: i was gonna say how'd that work out in the long run (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh it's a very very recent development like as in being with joe
3: yeah
1: that i'm rethinking all of those things there was a, a couple of incidences prior To Joe and I being together, this is where M will come into play. Yes. She was an acquaintance of a family member. I had rough pregnancies, so I couldn't leave the house. I was bedridden and I was going nuts being in the house by myself. So I had a girl's night in a whole bunch of ladies came over and. uh, I used to want to do the he woman no drugs, all natural birth. Right. We did a tarot reading during Girls' Night In with M, and I asked if I would be strong enough to do something like that. Uh, and the cards didn't mean anything to me. It didn't make any sense, and M offered to interpret and told me, you're not going to have a choice. Really? I have to have cesareans. Wow. Both of my children were born cesarean. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I figured that's coincidence. It's whatever. I brushed it off. Okay. I mean, it's like one out of every five women that has to have cesareans now, right? True. And if you really dig into the research, more and more that's happening. And doctors get to have babies being born Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. It's, it's right. a good schedule for the doctors. Right. So I brushed it off. Um. And then when I met Joe. I had come out of a pretty horrendous situation I'd been trying to get out of for many years. And it wasn't like a gradual buildup. It was an all of a sudden thing. Hmm. We were living in Idaho Falls and there was nothing... That had happened at this residence that I'm aware of. Um,
0: this wasn't one of the apartments I got because someone died. Yeah. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> this was just a normal, regular apartment. Nothing right. spooky or crazy had happened in it. Um. But there was a time when things were happening to me. And I was not telling Joe that these things were happening because I had already had to tell him I come with a package deal kids and a past that we're stuck with for until the kids are 18. And as a woman in that situation, I didn't want to add on, Hey, I'm crazy. And I might be seeing things. (laughs) I get that. So initially it was, I I kept the door open to my room because I wanted to make sure that I can hear my kids down the hallway. So, I saw a shadow in the hall. And it was vivid enough that I thought somebody was in the apartment. And I woke Joe up. um, And he didn't find anybody. But there was a person in the hallway. This thing had mass. It wasn't glowing. There were no eyes. But I'm sure many people have experienced, like if you wake up and your robe is hanging in your doorway and you almost pee your pants because you think there's a person standing in your room. It (laughs) was like that. There was somebody in the hall. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, I figured I'm tired and I was seeing things and I brushed it off. But then there was a morning that I woke up and it was maybe an inch from my face Mm. and it was not a full body it was just a face I don't even know if I could call it a face this thing was snarling there was no sound but I could see the shadow figure of fangs and red beady eyes and it didn't say anything there was no noise but the feeling that I got from it was that it would rip my throat out if it could
3: Mm
1: -mm. and I screamed and I jumped out of my bed and then my phone rang and I grabbed the phone Joe was typically the only person that called me to let me know he was like on his way home that early in the morning but this was M and she said are you okay and I, I said, not really, what's up? And she said, I saw that thing and I want you to leave the room.
3: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And I didn't tell, nobody knew that this thing had happened, but she saw it happen and she called me. So this is where we became, Joe and I both, very, very big believers and have full trust in them. Right. Um,
2: Naturally, yeah.
1: She did what she could from how far away she was to do a binding on it and uh, apparently that really pissed it off. She called and to let me know that it, it had showed up in her car while she was on the freeway and it scared her enough that she had to pull over and breathe and cry a few tears and Hmm. Um. so she dug deeper into it with whatever means she uses for things like that and let me know that this was a thing that had been feeding off of me for a few years it's why I couldn't sleep it's why I had so many mental illnesses happening yep and it had been manifested because of the horrendous relationship that i was a part of and yes. was feeding off of that <laughs> and it had attached itself to things that i loved to make sure that it could stay with me so when she told me the stuffies have to go stuffies went
3: very oh, quickly yeah.
1: very promptly they were gone yeah um and that was another situation where Joe didn't understand why I was throwing away these things that I loved and I wasn't about to add on. Um, your, your wife might be crazy. So <laughs> just I don't like them anymore. I'm a grown-up. I don't need stuffies, it's fine.
2: Right, right. Not yeah. not to mention that they're housing some kind of demonic answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that situation. M had a chat with me about how I could protect myself, my family, my household. She gave me a whole bunch of different instructions and that began my journey into learning about my current craft. I still do not have any kind of loyalty to any kind of deity. And I believe when you practice craft without any kind of loyalty, it's it's called eclectic so I'm a practicing eclectic witch okay at at this point in time and every time we've moved I do all the same procedures and it has helped us pretty greatly I don't always do them right away (laughs) and we've had a, a couple of little visitors because of that that my my eldest son has made us aware of initially,
3: oh wow. But mm-hmm.
1: that's that's pretty much catching you up on on my portion of the story.
3: <laughs>
0: She's referring to the guy in the bandana, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. yeah, so you know i I told a few stories last time. That had to do with my, my, the place that I worked and a few things did happen, minor things after, after we talked last, um, one, one thing that it was, I don't know. I was kind of in a hardened state at this point, you know, like I'm not afraid of anything. There's nothing you can do that can make it worse. Like I'm already deep down mariana's trench low you know right Uh, one of these hallways okay it was actually across the hallway where i saw the shadow run across the toolbox in the uh the r d area that hallway on a handful of times i lost count you know what it's like when someone like runs at you almost like they're bum rushing you oh yeah I felt something bum rush me multiple times mm. out of that hallway. And it was, I don't know, man, I, I don't know. It was, it felt powerful, but it, I, I don't know how to, how to compare it. Um, uh, you know, okay. You know, those, those, they're, I don't, they're a toy and you pull the back. The handle on the back backwards he let go of it and it shoots a, a burst of air Yep, that's what it was like but it, i didn't hear any footsteps but i felt this force i don't know I, that's the best way i can describe it is just i felt this energy yeah me. Hmm. and there was a couple times the first time it, it caught me off guard so i i flinched but the, the, after that again it was when things would mess with me, it was kind of my go button. So I, I, the few times after that, that it happened, I squared up to it.
3: Right.
0: And I would, I would ask my sis, Hey, hey sis, handle my lightweight real quick, you know? <laughs> and the feeling would go away and, and going back to calling on the the ancestors, the, the conversation I had with them. Right. And, um, after that i just i just ignored it because it wasn't that big of a deal at that point um and there was a, another time we were really really slow um as far as like the work needing to be done and we were about to leave so i started to go do the rounds and one of my coworkers uh said hey i'll go with you did they still call it ghost hunting yeah 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 i said hey to go ghost i'm going to go hunt for ghosts he goes ah oh, come with you all right cool which uh it's kind of funny that you bring that up because we were walking down that same hall long hallway where the break room's right in front of us and the we we're the only ones in the building there's three people in the building me him and one of the other guys we worked with we were all in the same area the lights at the end of the hall start flickering on and off not not just flickering like someone was turning them on and off on and off And we both stopped and I looked at him and said, you see that? He goes, yeah. I was like, tell me what you just saw, you know, for clarification. And he told me, I was like, Oh, well, I'm glad I'm not alone on this one. And, uh, we, we shared a name. His name was Joe as well. I was like, Oh, wow. Couldn't have picked a better person to see this with Joe. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's that, those are the only two things, uh, like that that happened just to continue with the story from before uh and then (laughs) stuff started to get bad again you know and uh you know amy was uh fired from her job for unnecessary reasons and um you know we we were getting into such financial problems that we just i mean the bills were obviously in California and San Diego specifically were much higher than what we brought in. And, uh, we we had to have a serious conversation and we decided to look into mobile living. Mm -hmm. Um, just for those of you who don't know what that is, it's glorified homelessness. We, we lived in our car. Right. And we have a SUV. So it was, it was much more comfortable than uh you know four door car right um so you know we we did it voluntarily so it was kind of on our it was on our terms so you know we made a bed we downsized everything we got a storage unit and you know we for the first couple of weeks it it was an adjustment but then uh on a on a friday i get called into the office and I get laid off. And, you know, this was a job that I was pretty, pretty concreted in. I was solid. And, oh. uh, you know, they were talking about, uh, uh, promotions and doing this and doing that. And the next thing you know, it was work. We're laying you off. We're too slow. And, uh, I mean, the, the glass half full aspect of that was, you know, we don't have to pay rent anymore. So the, it was stressful, but it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it would have been. Right. Right. Uh, but with all that said, we were still having these financial problems, even though we, we cut our bills. I mean, it was a quarter of what we would pay normally if we were paying rent, but we still had trouble. Um, you know Amy had found another good job that she found a job that, that paid much better than the job she had before. And I mean with that job we should have been fine. And we weren't. And I mean it was really easy to eat out. You know, we we slept in a we we had a one place that we liked to sleep and it was in a, a parking lot at the gym. There was a McDonald's in that parking lot so we ate a lot but but still there they didn't it doesn't cover the amount of money that we had like not in our possession right um and then Christmas comes around you know we're supposed to get the boys and and because of all this financial struggles we couldn't yep and it was really hard for both of us uh I'm for Amy Moore, and um, we—I uh, don't know—we had to reevaluate everything, and yeah. we, it was just one hit after another after another, and it would not stop. Um, <clears throat> and and before I continue, I'm gonna kind of give a little review here. We, you know, it—it it started with my, my, my sister dying and then the, you know, the the boys got sent back to Idaho. Right. Um, when my sister passed away, uh, we, um, started the process of becoming her her guardian and that it, it did not work out. And she went back to Idaho. And at that point, you know, I, I, I emailed you. Right, And you you sent me some scripture and I, and I read every, every letter that you sent me and you you mentioned that, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to give that faith even if you're not sure. Right. Uh, And, and I tried, I tried really, really hard and and I went into everything exactly how, how you said I should do it. And I, and it was fine. It, it, there was some time that went by and I I went full radio silent on you. And it was just cuz there was just a bunch just everything that that's when all of the mobile living and the the no Christmas visit and the financial troubles all started to to kind of happen so I was focused on what was in front of me.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Um and then I a few months later I emailed you again and I you know I for the listeners, I, I apologized for uh, the radio silence or the radio darkness, and I asked you if you knew another. Uh, like I, I don't remember exactly what I asked for. I, I was looking for some something along the lines of, like another medium or some someone you have talked to who maybe can help me with some things that I wasn't sure about. You know, I, I, at the time I was really focused on I wanted. I wanted to talk to my sister and, and make sure she's okay. And, and, uh, that actually reminds me that before we moved into the car, um, Amy and I were talking and she said, you know, you, you didn't get a chance to grieve properly. And at that point, you know, she was encouraging me, just let it out. And, uh, it was one of those, I am screaming without making a noise type of cries. And it, <laughs> I I had watched a video earlier that day where um, it was, it was just a stupid YouTube video where it was talking about how when you lay down one side of your nose plugs up and uh, why that happens. And it has to do with blood going to one nostril and, and sealing it up. And, and in the video, um, I apologize ahead of time in the video they called it a nose boner now <clears throat> it was funny but in that moment of me being I mean just no sound crying <laughs> I felt my sister hug me
3: yeah.
0: I saw it and I felt it and then she did exactly what she would have done leaned into my ear and goes <laughs> nose boner and that was it and the sad was gone Yep. Yeah. and there's not a soul on earth that could tell me that that wasn't my sister Yep. Yeah. um i had another another instance I, I can't for the life of me remember what it was i had a dream and she spoke to me i remember we were at this point we were talking about moving back to idaho because what's the point of staying where we were yep
1: and risk us continuing to have financial struggles and not seeing the kids again
0: yeah yeah i get that is it worth it no it's not and that night my sister came to me in a dream and says just go and you know so we you you had emailed after i emailed you the second time you emailed me back with um some advice that you got from black waters. And when I saw that that was from him, I, I, I went on, there was a couple nights where I just listened to everything that he, he had to say on every podcast he's ever been on. A <laughs> fantastic human being. I loved he's every good. bit that he had to say. So when you were giving me this advice that he, that you got from him, I got really excited. And uh, before we had decided to move back to Idaho, that, I'm sorry. I, I'm, usually I, I have everything written down I you got did. everything out of order here um before we had decided to move back is when I had emailed you so I had tried every everything that he that you sent me and both it got worse it got way worse like not just not just oh we're struggling with money but like the mood. You know, we we weren't fighting, but like we weren't talking. We, I mean, this is my best friend, right. and we weren't talking. We we would get home, you know, she'd get off of work, and we'd sit in the vehicle on our phones, and it, it was it was just not healthy. It wasn't good. And uh, you know, when we had that talk to move back to Idaho, we uh, when we both said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move back. We, we made a call to the the uh, – we're living in his house. There's a guy that I worked with at, at my last job, and he, he's a, one of my greatest friends. Yeah. I mean, we, we called him to explain the situation because, you know, I you don't broadcast like, hey, I'm homeless. I'm right. unemployed, you know. I mean, you're embarrassed of that. So, like, I'm not going to broadcast, hey, I feel like a loser. I and mean, Feel bad for me, you know. That's not what I wanted to do. So we explained the situation to him and we said is there any way we can like crash on your couch for like a month and without without hesitation
3: right yes
0: when will you be here everything will be ready for you I got you okay. you know him and I him and I had a, a thing when we worked at our at our job because he was on nights I was on days and when I was on nights I was his lead and and then we became work partners and I'd always you know. Quote uh, Forrest Gump, you know, when Bubba's like, oh, you just lay against me. I'll lean against you. Like, well, we don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud. That was <laughs> was like, oh. You know, so like that was he repeated that back to me and he's like, just get out here, man.
3: Yep.
0: And, um, you know, I was just kind of scrolling one day and one of my other co-workers that uh <clears throat> that I uh, used to work with posted something cuz she she had just recently moved away from Idaho as well and uh I'm going to I'm going to read this because it hit it hit harder than anything can possibly hit someone um so the title of the article is bewildering bugaboos and curious creatures idaho cursed soil and it reads as anyone that grew up or lived in Pocatello, Idaho for any amount of time can attest, the city is kind of a vortex for odd things. The strangest of which is without a doubt the pull the city has on its residents. While most people in Pocatello want to leave, most fail. People live, I'm sorry, people leave the city in droves every year. Most of them returning mere months later in defeat. It's not that the outside world is too much for these residents or that they realize some horrible mistake and return happily. Nothing like that. They have no choice. The city of Pocatello, Idaho is cursed. The very ground itself prevents the people that live there from escaping. Those blessed few that do not, that do leave and stay away, attribute their success to many things. But in some cases, they were clearly never truly residents to begin with. And the city rejected them. Others, in a desperate attempt to escape the vortex, bring the very soil that had trapped them along. Allowing them to leave the little valley and escape into the world beyond. You can find small bottles of cursed soil across the country, all carefully secured in fear that it should spill the wind should whisk away the dirt and other and the owner would once again succumb to the siren call of that distant little city irresistible mm-hmm. now with that red we we left idaho with the boys my sister left idaho with her kid my sister died in a 18 Wheeler or a big rig accident. I pulled the the her kid to us in San Diego. The boys were taken from us back to Idaho. All right.
1: Exactly. Pocatello
0: to, yep. Um. There was with with my sister's kid, everything was pretty, pretty nice at first, but the honeymoon phase and then self sabotage happened and she got sent back to her grandmother's house in Pocatello yeah all this stuff amy losing her job me losing our my job financial struggles homelessness we moved back to Pocatello Idaho hmm. a lot of that it all flooded in at once and i can't you know, at one point I thought, hey, did I send out a beacon to evil bad dudes or whatever? I don't think so. I'm I'm 100 percent positive that what I just read that we are dealing with. Yeah. Um I contacted the coworker that posted that and she goes, Yeah, uh I have a jar of soil. <laughs> Um, she goes, wherever I go, she moved to a different state. She, she, she buried a little bit of that dirt and she has had nothing but success. Hmm. And, um, here's the thing. It's 50, 50. I've asked people who grew up here. They never heard of that. Other people have.
3: Right.
0: So it's back and forth. Um, the thing is, once we got back here, you know, we, we had to find jobs. And the scenario is identical for both of us. Here's a job that sounds really cool, not quite qualified for. What's the worst that can happen? We both got those jobs. Wow. My first day was the day she interviewed for hers. And then she had hers the next day. So everything is turning around. Right. I mean, obviously, we still have a little bit of financial troubles, but we had money left over that's like finally getting to the point where we're almost out, but we get, you know, our paychecks are coming now. Yeah. And the mood is different. It's happier. Like we were, when we were here last, we were very unhappy with being in this place. And now it's like, it's kind of nice to be here. Right. (laughs) And and I and I contacted you about that and, and you're like, look, I, I I just wanted to have a conversation because I didn't think there was enough here. I really didn't. Well, I do.
1: History that I did, history homework that I did for Pocatello. This city exists because Lake Bonneville crashed through some mountains. Mm. And flooded the valley enough to dig a deep hole that a city could be built in. And it took out whatever Native Americans were here at the time. The city was built on a natural but devastating event.
2: Oh boy <laughs> <laughs> that just that little
3: <clears throat>
2: sorry, <laughs> that little nugget just uh give me some validation on something um, okay. Okay, I'm not in the the business of, like, solving mysteries, you know what I mean? I I listen to mysteries, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy, and we go to the next episode. But there are so many parallels. Hold on, let me clear my throat. If you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squatch Survival Gear. Their packs are one hundred percent made in America. Each component on the packs are American made. It's a veteran-owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience um, in his military service. He he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that uh, is more more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing, I own two. I have the uh, the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. I love them, they're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around, I can hike with 25, 30 pounds. And it it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, You have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code. It's 23Bump this year. Okay? It's 23B-U-M-P. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site-wide. These these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small, everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out, SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. There are so many parallels between this Pocatello, Idaho, and my hometown of Logan, West Virginia. It's insane. It's uncanny. Um... The more you're talking, I'm like, they were born and raised in Logan, you know, uh, about people leaving only to have disaster strike in some form or fashion and to come back home. That's a Logan County story. That's like the Logan County story. Um, they say, instead of calling it a curse, they say the Hills call you, you know, the, the, the Hills are going to call you home. Everybody comes back home at some point. Um, there's a few people that broke out and stayed out, but not many. Sure, most of them go to the Carolinas and look for factory work, or you know whatever that the grass is greener on the other side story, and they come right back. Logan, also, um, it's named after Chief Logan. Um, there, there, it's it's steeped in Native American lore. And history to where downtown Logan is on sacred ground. Like they just they they built they literally built a hotel on top of a princess, you know, on top of it, like <laughs> Princess Aracoma. That's like on their burial property, you know, they they built a hotel in a state building. Like they they didn't care. And it's just been like cursed land. Um <clears throat> Just west of us, just west of us, um, like eastern Kentucky, southern West Virginia. Native Americans used to call that the dark and bloody ground because people didn't really settle there. You know, they would use it for ritual. They would use it for hunting or whatever. But they didn't really settle there. And the natural disasters happening, uh, water too, that, that, that there's a big connection with that. Um, the circles I run in we attribute these these curses these uh these phenomena these coincidences whatever you want to call it to um spiritual means um i know you guys don't practice the christian faith i don't practice the religion you know what i mean i I'm a follower of Christ. I look at what the Bible literally says. I don't worry about putting things in boxes. You know what I mean? So I, you know, if, if you do eclectic craft, that's fine. Doesn't fall doesn't bother me a bit. I'd like to, I'd like to get more out of you, you know, as to, as to what all you do. Um, But what this all sounds like, Um, and I'm sorry for, for like jumping in like this, but, It sounds like this area, and I don't know how how extensive that would be, but it sounds like there is a principality over this area. Um, What a principality is, if you don't know already, it's kind of like a, uh, well, it's a a celestial being, um, a fallen angel, basically, that has dominion over certain areas. Um, According to my faith, the world was split up and dominion was given to these uh, council members, basically. It's it's basically like uh, the gods of old. Okay. Um, Except for Israel, Israel, the the prince of Israel was Michael, the archangel. Um, other angels of that caliber, I will use angels loosely, were given dominion over the rest of the world. They stuck at their job, they tormented people, they were torturous, they killed people, they had disasters, they sent plagues. All the stuff that still happens around these certain hot spots, okay? And uh, you know, they're they're gonna be judged and killed like men. But this sounds exactly like what's going on there, that there's a there's a principality involved and those that try to leave are punished. You know? They um, both believe in the spiritual world. You know?
0: It'd my, be kind of silly if we didn't.
2: Right. My title for things might be different than your title for things. Sure. But there's going to be a correlation there. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I probably should have started all of this with apologizing uh, when I I sent you scripture and I I sent you stuff about dark waters. I wish I had forewarned about how much worse things get when
0: you fight <laughs> in that manner. Um, you know, man, honestly, I I know I knew that it was gonna get. I knew that there there's no like instant magic words. There's not. It's like you said, it's a battle. It's gonna be a war. There was a war being waged on me, is what you said. Yeah. And you're right. And you know, words, no matter how hard you believe in them, it's not always gonna be the insta fix. No, it's not be- I, I, I I and I said these words when we first started dealing with the the mishaps, which I am completely crediting to all of this. I don't right. think that, you know, because like I said earlier, I thought that it was an entity attacking. Right. I think everything this last year and a half that we've had all these trials, I think everything was because of what we're talking about right now. Yeah, And I said the words, um, I said, it just feels like Idaho has its claws in my back and won't let go. This was when it all first started happening. Right. Yeah. And because that's what it felt like. Yeah. And um yeah, so no apology needed because okay. it it, it, it I, I knew. Yeah. I knew what, the thing is,
2: man, when when you stand on the word of God, it's gonna make a lot of things angry. Pretty much sure. anything that's not of God directly. Uh the spirits that we have attached to us, in us, on us, around us. If they're not of God, they're going to fight you. Um, I don't know how personal I got with you. I, I can't remember. Uh, I've had so much stuff happen in 2022. It was the worst year of my life as, as well. Um, my my family got busted up. My daughter, um, I'm, this is, used to be her bedroom, and she turned 18, still in her senior year of high school, and decided she's, she's out of here, man. She's gone she literally turned to satanism like out like the devil gets you it like this is my terminology and i don't i don't mean to offend if it's if it's not your terminology but the devil gets you where you can't I, I sent you that stuff about ephesians 6 about spiritual warfare and protecting yourself putting the armor on yeah but there's there's chinks in every armor right there's little gaps there's there's Places for those flaming arrows to hit you, and it's always your kids. It's your kids. It's my kids. That was my baby. Um, And just radical changes out of the blue, things that don't make sense. Um, And there's warnings, you know. There's warnings throughout Scripture. Don't be surprised when things come upon you for no reason at all that don't make sense. Endure it. Be long suffering because it don't go away fast. You know what I mean? It's just um in that realm the good guy will win. But you might have your head down being humble your whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it it's tough. It's a tough walk. And I I should have said for real, <laughs> it's going to get ugly. You know, if you
0: if you say this and you stand on these words, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, you know, I, I t- I'll tell you, though, I, I don't think even if you did, I don't think it would have mattered because I think at that point I was I was already beaten down. You know, I was a whooped dog, man. Yeah. And I probably would have said. What else could happen? Right. You know, which, you know, challenging things like that, that you can't see. or physically fight may not be the greatest idea. Well, but obviously from the first time we talked i don't i wasn't capable of making those right choices so right. i don't think it would have made a difference yeah i really don't yeah the thing is like i was I, I i was clueless on what to do next yeah i was desperate obviously and i would have tried anything yeah i mean <clears throat> To the point where he said, with these words, you got to have some sort of faith. Right. And regardless of how I feel about it, I was like, you got it (laughs) done. And I, and it was, it wasn't just me saying, saying it, I, in you know, I really tried. Right. But nothing worked. See, and I have a belief system that
1: is based on things that I can observe. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So like we know as of right now, anyways, based on what's been observed that the moon's pole affects our ocean. Right. The moon, the moon is a giant stone and it affects our ocean. It has an energy magnetic pole. So, I'm not religious, but I am a very spiritual person. I believe that energy is always, can't be created, it can't be destroyed, it it always exists,
3: right. and it
1: transfers. And it transfers into things we don't always want it to. And when we were going through all of that, I didn't have enough faith or belief in anything at that point in time. I had just had my kids snatched from me. Right. Um So I reached out to friends of ours that did. They did have great faith. And I asked them to pray. Because I believe that my energy at that point in time was so bad. Yeah. That anything I did to try and reach out, I would have been putting that negative energy out there. And it would have just came back on us. Um, But that's... As far as my being an eclectic witch. I focus on the elements a lot. I know that water is my element. It's where I find peace. It's where I meditate. It's why I love the ocean. It's why I love fishing. It's. I. It's just where I'm. The most safe and comfortable. Um, I do things that. Aren't. I don't have a wand, I don't have a broom, I don't cast spells, I don't know enough about those things, I'm new to all of this, and I do the things that uh, make sense to me and feel right as far as I'm learning a lot about crystals and stones and the energies that they put off and why they do that, and when things would get really, really, really bad and Joe and I weren't talking for days and days, I I would say a mantra, if you would, and mm-hmm. I would hold on to stones and I would put out that good energy and it seems to help. It would block out whatever things were coming at us for a while anyways, at the very least. And, um, our homes, when I put the crystals in the windows and I use things like cinnamon and, and citrusy just things that make me feel happy and safe, I use those to empower the the energy that's in our home and at our doorways and our windows, and I use it to repel anything that I don't want in my home, just based on my belief right. and my own energy and belief in the universe's energy, and that it can work for us or against us, and it's uh, very, very strange to me and very shocking how everything has unfolded since we've come back to Idaho it's not i spent most of my career in child care i was i was a preschool teacher i know nothing about solar energy All
3: right
1: i figured what's the harm i'll throw out some some applications and see what happens That's what he's talking about when we're both just applying for jobs and and getting jobs that we're not qualified for.
0: (laughs) And I made a realization actually yesterday. You know, obviously we have a probably identical list of podcasts that we listen to. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, all of them all have at one point talked about synchronicity. Yeah. You know, and I and I never liked it. I never liked that subject because I'm just full transparent. I don't know exactly what that means. Hey, Everything but... things that are what happening that are some I don't understand it. Until I got this job. So when we first got back, my first my first objective was getting my old job back. I was good at it, it was comfortable, uh, it was safe. Yep. And I Gave him like a month notice. Like I left on good terms. I was just a little bit grumpy from time to time, just a little (laughs) bit. Um. But that was the only like bad thing. But make a long story short, (laughs) that thing without sounding too bitter. Um. I got blacklisted, and there was just absolutely no way I was going to get my old job back. Right. Before we left. A friend, one of my horsemen was trying to get me to, he's like, Hey, if it's a financial thing, I can get you a job with my company and, you know, we'll get you exactly, you know, more than what you, you, you're worth and you, we'll take care of you. And I was like, no, we're, we're headed out. So this, this job now, just basics here. I've been a machinist for 10 years, right? Well, A gunsmith for 10 years, but I, I've been a machinist the whole time. Uh, I don't, I run CNCs, but I don't know how to do the. the I've never been formally trained on programming, G-code right. programming. Specific, sorry. Um, and this job was for a pro. It was a programmer job, and I was like, "Why not?" And again, I checked all the boxes except for the fact that I don't know how to program, program. G-code. <laughs> right. And uh, well, I got it. And when I get there. I, I just, I'm on my first full week. Um, I'm running parts that I ran at my old job because they wow. outsource to us. The vices that I use at work are from the company that my friend tried to get me a job with. Wow. I don't understand synchronicity, but I'm pretty damn sure that that's synchronicity. Yep. And, and with everything between our two jobs, it's almost like, I think you might've said it. We're being rewarded for coming back.
3: Um,
1: Joe told me I applied to my old job again. He kept sending an application <laughs> trying to get past this one person that's blocking him there. And I told him, I was like, I don't, I don't think it's going to matter how many times you apply.
3: Right.
1: I think you're being blocked by more than him. I think that that was a place where you grew as much as you could and to go back there, you'd be sticking your head in a sandbox and it forced him to go outside the box, apply to things that were outside his comfort zone. Yep. And we're better but, off for it.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like I, it. I wish that, I, I, I feel like there's not, with this subject, I, I feel really bad I feel like there's not enough substance here but I I want I want somebody out there <laughs> to be like just like I did with with uh, the the dropping a bulldozer down off an, on a tree that's what a bigfoot those are noises that bigfoot makes right I want somebody to be like oh man because at the very least be careful if you're planning on leaving yeah <laughs> be careful no. I have a I have since apologized to Idaho. <laughs> and before we had this recording, I I made sure to very clarify that I'm not bashing it. Because I don't know what what'll happen. You know, it maybe gets mad that I'm talking about it, but I don't want it to be because that's not what it's about. I, I'm just taking every precaution now. You know what I mean? And I get that. I don't know. I just I was I, I still feel like there's not enough substance here with it, but I feel like there's so much more to unwrap.
2: And there I is. just don't know
0: where to begin.
2: There is, there's, there's tons left to unwrap. There's a uh... Joe. I, I feel like there's things at play, man. But it's just, again, it's from my perspective. So I don't mean I'm, I'm not trying to offend in any We, don't,
0: way. We, we don't need, we don't need to beat around the bush. You're good, man. You're good.
2: Go ahead. Okay. I really feel like when you. And this might be pe- for people in Logan too. You know, <clears throat> maybe we shouldn't use curse language. Maybe we're, we're we're speaking that into existence. You know, that's something uh, that's, that's all faiths believe in that that kind yeah. of thing. Um, maybe it was outside. Maybe it was of your will to leave, but it wasn't what was supposed to be your path. You know, maybe you weren't supposed to leave to begin with, and you got. Um, admonished reprimanded sometimes harshly sometimes you got to be brought to your <clears throat>
0: knees before you get back in line I was very very humbled very humbled
1: we we talked about that too um, it's hard to have a mixed family period
0: yeah. it's
2: oh,
1: hard yeah. to be a step parent it's hard
2: I live that <laughs>
1: yeah it, it's difficult and uh, as as the person that is going between my kids and Joe yeah. and the kid's father. There was there was a lot of contention sometimes about how I'm handling situations. And there was, on my part, just this want to get us all away and get us all free. And it wasn't... All bad in the sense that because of everything we went through and the losing the boys. We, we had our eyes opened to how we can help each other more. And I don't know that there's anyone else I could have faced everything with. It brought us so much closer on so many different levels. And all those contentions that we had when we were here before are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right. This is one where we're, we've been getting snow like for the last week, and I'm like, it's fine. I, I love driving in snow. <laughs> I don't even. I'm not
1: even white knuckling right now. <laughs> i
0: don't
2: even
1: ask him to go shovel. I'm just like, I got it. It's fine.
2: <laughs> it, it, it. Maybe that's it, Joe. Uh, Amy, you too. Maybe you guys are just my my terminology okay maybe you're within god's will now you know maybe this is the plan the 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 kids from personal experience when my daughter was 12 she testified against her mother okay i'm i'm spilling a lot of tea here um we were in a custody battle We spent $10,000 on a lawyer. Supposed to be the best lawyer in the state of Arkansas where she lived at at the time, okay? Still lost. Testified against her own mother. This this lady was on like the state board or whatever lawyer. Still lost. The very next year, her mother gave her to us, you know, a year later. Okay. But that day of the court hearing when my wife woke up, which it would be her stepdaughter. Okay. When she woke up in that hotel room and we were getting ready, she started crying. And I asked her what was wrong. She said, she felt like God left her. She never felt like that before. I didn't understand what in the world she was talking about. I thought, okay, that's what anxiety must be. I have a lot of that. So (laughs) let's go. Right, But the next four years is what I'm getting at. I did everything I could to help repair the damage that had been done to my daughter because she was fighting to come home for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, we, we tried different types of therapy, bought her everything under the sun, and spent all the time with her that I possibly could. If she didn't want to go on a vacation, I let her stay home. You know what I mean? It's like anything I could give this child. And it honestly, at times it drove a wedge between me and my wife. Cause I was trying to make up for lost time. I was trying to fix things. I I didn't do wrong. You know what I mean? But I was trying to make things right. Unbeknownst to me, this whole time, my daughter hated me. We found journals. She blamed me and she blamed my wife. Actually my, my wife, she said in her journal, You know, Jess is the only one that sees who I really am. It was weird. But my point is, for four years, I did my will. I tried to make that work. When my daughter turned 18, guess who she wanted? Her mother. The person that she accused for four years of being abusive of being this horrible person, had a big laundry list of accusations. That's where she wanted to go back because now I'm the bad guy somehow. Um, talking about, you, you talked about mental health issues or whatever. My daughter has been diagnosed with so many things. That's her business. But to me, those were spiritual attacks. And we sought help. We got medication. I found the medication in this bedroom after she left. She had been hiding and hoarding, you know. But we did everything we could do to try to help, honestly. Like, my conscience is clear. But, again, I was doing things within my will. I wanted my baby here. You know, I wanted to protect her. I wanted to help her. I wanted to save her. I wanted to take care of her. But that day or my wife felt like God was absent, maybe that was the warning that we were getting outside of where we were supposed to be. We were stepping out of the will and, and living selfishly. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. But And she had to go back. Now she's back where she was. I tried the, the tension and the darkness, the literal dark figures were standing in front of her bedroom door. Aren't there now. Um, there's so many parallels between you guys. And, and I, I was and just thinking the same thing. And I was even, thinking the same thing. Even even uh, the homeless aspect, I was homeless for a couple of months. I crashed in a spare bedroom in a friend's apartment um, before I met my wife. Um, these struggles, and it's, I honestly think, man, like looking back and trying to piece it together, and listening to it from an outside perspective is it's as you're talking, it's like setting off things in my own my own life that I, I was outside of that wheel for so long. You know, and I know I told you you gotta have faith. And I, I told you I should have warned you things are gonna get worse. <laughs> but that's the thing, it's gonna get worse, and things are allowed to get worse. To strengthen that faith. It's either going to, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to push you away from God, or it's going to push you closer to God. And for me, it pushes me closer. I lean in harder, I lean in deeper. 2022, Joe, I was sick that entire year, brother. I'm still getting over stuff. But it, it was just one attack after the next. Um, in the in the intro here, I explained it. Um I started going to church as many times as I possibly could. I'm trying to just devote myself, you know. Yeah. And I went to five revivals, I think, in the last year. Three times I got up on the day to go to revival, wound up with laryngitis before I could get there. It's wow. like something, you know, something's shutting me up. <clears throat> but it's either going to push you away and make you stop, just leave it alone, quit fighting it. I don't want nothing to do with it, whatever that is. I'm just going to appease that spirit. I want to, You know what I mean? Or I'm going to keep fighting against it and let it beat me half to death, but I'm standing on the rock. You know, I'm sitting on that firm foundation. And that's the only two options you have in life as far as, you know, my perspective goes. You're either going to get beat up by it and stand there, or you're going to stop fighting it and just try your best to uh, skirt around it and get through life without it having to suck so bad sometimes, you know?
0: And that's how it started. It, it was very much, you know, when we decided probably the within the first 10 minutes of us talking, well, not even that long, probably two or three minutes after we decided, okay, we're going back. I know it went from like, man, I don't want to, 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 I'm completely comfortable with this. I'm not sad about what we were sad about five minutes ago. Right. And it was, it was a, like someone flipped on a light. It was really eerie. And we even comment like, do you feel like good about this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel great. Let's Ida home, man. Ida home. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was unreal. This yeah. whole thing is just I'm glad it's starting to wind down. Yeah. Knocking on wood. That and <laughs> it's, I don't know, I i want to, I want to know what, because you said principality, is that what you said it was? Yeah, man. I wonder if there's like, a, sorry, this is kind of silly. I wonder if there's a map of who has what territory. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I would like to kind of dig into that because I, I mean, this this region is, you know, what's what's in our realm of the of things that's in Utah, right? Um, Skin skinwalker, you know, yeah. There's that whole thing down there, and that that goes all the way past where we are in Idaho. I mean, this whole region is like that. So like, what what else? What else is? I mean, this is a strange place. Yep. Oh, this it is, is. A really. Really weird place. Yeah, and
2: yeah, it's like A- Appalachia. Yeah. Weird place. It's, uh, weird,
1: it's this small town, right? Red, but everybody that I work with is very PC, and <laughs> and has like dreads, and they're all like feminists, and I, I'm very confused. And there's like <laughs> churches on every corner, but also. There's there's crystal shops where you can get all your witchy craft needs on every block downtown, and I'm just very I don't understand what's happening.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's a uh, it's a melting pot, you know.
1: Have <laughs> an identity crisis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, on, on the names of principalities of like specific ones, um, so you can spit in their face or whatever. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> uh, i going to do that. Not again. <laughs> I get provocative and I get beat up. I'm like, God, please help me. <laughs> uh, dark waters. He may know more regionally because he, he told me the name of the one that's down in New Orleans. Like there, there's a principality over there, you know, all, all the, the darkness that's down there, you know, with all the man, New Orleans is a dark place. I don't know if you've ever been there before or not. I I have not, but. I went one time, and I was separating from the Air Force, but I still felt like I was a pretty bad dude at the time. You know, I was in good shape, you know. Yeah. Leery, like on edge. Like, I thought I was going to get beat up at any given moment. (laughs) Like, the whole (laughs) night, you know. You can just feel it. You know, it's just, man, it's scary down there. It's, it's yeah. a scary place, but he I think he called it like I'm going to butcher it, but he, he said his name was something like Papa Legbo or something like that.
0: Um, yeah, no, I I'm not going to try to pronounce it either, but I know what you're talking
2: about. Yeah, it's like it's the name of what he says, is the principality in that that area, you know, and it's it's being given tribute with gambling and you know any kind of perversion that new orleans has to offer down there but um yeah man he uh he gave me a lot of advice like with this show making it an altar to god um to help just surrender everything i own you know and it takes he said when you surrender these things to god you're not just surrendering the stuff that you can't handle you right. surrender everything you know cuz that That's the thing. It's total submission and, and humbling yourself. Like you said, you got humbled. Well, yeah. You don't just give like, all right, I give God this podcast. I give him the show. Let me be a steward of it. Send me who you want me to talk to. That's easy enough to do, right? Sure. But I also have to give like, put him in the first spot in my marriage. I have to give him my bills. Give him my my career path and just put all my trust in that and that way whatever comes my way and since that's happened since i've done that and committed you know because i got born again saved whatever you want to call it when i was a young man i was 20 years old um but then i went away lived the life of the world you know i was a veteran uh, uh what comes with that is divorces partying drinking You know what I mean? It's just I lived that life for 15 years. And then I I came back, and I'm trying to to devote everything I have. But there is so much challenge, Joe. It's hard, man. It's a hard walk, but it's supposed to be a hard walk. But there's going to be a bigger reward at the end. Right. I think you guys came back to Idaho. I think you're on your right path. Um, It certainly feels that way. Whoever is in your life. For a season or for the long haul, I think you have your soulmate right there beside you. I think you guys are it, and you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna grow and you're gonna weed this stuff out, and you're gonna come in and hone whatever you're supposed to be doing together. Um, I, I think this is a a fantastic conversation. I I've, I love the update. I love the clarity that you added to this, Amy. Um. <laughs> There's a lot going on, and I, I still want to talk to him. I, I want to see how you know this gift. How, where just who does she attribute it to? How does how does she get it? You know.
3: Or so,
1: um, I'm I'm gonna chat with her when she's in a little bit better place. Okay. There's a lot going on for family, for her yeah. life, um, but also. I don't know if you're able to like change voices or blur faces. She has a career where okay. her her beliefs and her talents it's not a thing that she wants broadcast. I you got know. You. Yep. So that may be a thing that we'll have to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely uh you know go without the video. I can do a static image or something like that. The voice, I don't know. The show is pretty popular at this point, but it's not that popular. You know what I mean? It's not like... (laughs) (laughs) There's not going to be 100,000 people listening to this episode or anything. It's going to be... So I don't think she had to worry about being recognized by her voice. And I wouldn't have to give location. She can come on anonymous. She can give me whatever name she wants and no video. It'd be hard to pick her out, you know?
0: (laughs) But... On the upside, now that we're back up here, yes, yeah I'm gonna go back up to what was the name of that place? Wolf, the camping place. Yeah, she so figured out the name of that camping <laughs> place where I heard the bigfoot.
2: <laughs>
1: Silver Wolf Creek.
0: Silver Wolf Creek. Something. Oh, Silver Wolf Creek or,
2: that? Wasn't there like a Snake Creek or something like that?
0: It was. It was. It, it goes along the the Snake yeah. River. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but trying to remember. Hopefully, the next update is bigfoot footage oh man yeah <laughs> yeah come on bring it I'll tell you what though you know i've been listening to a lot of tony lately and you know what i i think i unlocked a new fear with that dog man <laughs> i don't want anything to do with that thing i know man that thing scares the
2: crap out of me i know tony was say he don't know how he became the dog man guy but he'll take it you know what i mean
0: <laughs> Yeah. he can keep it uh, yeah yeah all yours here yeah tony <laughs> yeah that's all him man right. oh is there
3: anything else
2: yeah.
0: you guys wanted to talk about tonight or i mean like i said i, I don't i want to know more about this but i don't know where to even begin yeah you know i I'm the <laughs> i
3: haven't really had
1: a lot of time to and trying to see the boys, which we have we have hung out with them quite a few times. It's been really nice. Um unless looking for work. I did very, very minimal research, but I'm sure there's a lot more out there that we can find out.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's keep, let's keep emailing you, man. I mean, you have my phone number, we'll text, or whatever. It doesn't matter to me.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Holler at me. Both of you, either of you. Anything comes no. up. If you got questions, if I have any kind of answers, or if I have questions, maybe you guys can answer for me. Maybe yeah. we'll find a uh a like what parallel Pocatello, yeah. and Logan, West Virginia is on. Maybe we're on the same line or something, man. man. You
0: know what? It would it would be it would probably be just thinking of the map in my head, it's probably pretty damn close, man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It probably if is. not like
0: right on. <laughs> um I I'm I'm very, very curious if there's a map of who owns what territory.
2: I'll, I'll try to find that, man. I'll, I'll try to see what we can do to uncover something like that because there are a lot of similarities.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know if I want to
0: know. <laughs> what was it? I couldn't hear. I, she's, she says she doesn't know if she wants to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want
1: to know the answer to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. Ignorance is bliss.
1: (laughs) Ignorance is
3: bliss.
0: (laughs) I think that that's all from us. I mean, it's been it's been an absolute roller coaster without any sort sort of seat belt. Yeah, man. And it's finally the ride's coming. It's time to time to get off the ride. (laughs) Finally, it feels like at least. So. Well, I Mm.
2: hope so. I hope so, and I'll keep you guys in my prayers if that's okay.
0: Absolutely. Thank you and, so uh, much.
2: We'll just uh, keep in touch with each other, all right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. we yeah. Will right. do. All right. You guys have Thanks a for good night. Us. Uh, You too.
2: It's wonderful meeting, y'all. Well, <laughs> meeting half of you. Seeing you. <laughs> the better <laughs> half. The better half. <laughs> y'all have a good night. All right, buddy. You good too. Night. night. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it anytime. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. Alright, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
4: Who is that yonder in the distance? With his garment white as snow, with a voice that sounds like thunder. Walking on the street of gold, he's appeared, he's like lightning, setting high upon his throne. Has ten thousand, times ten thousand, say we find. Made in home Glory, glory, hallelujah Praise the Lamb forevermore Praise the holy name of Jesus Bless the Lord, oh my soul that city, there's a river flowing from God's holy throne, where the tree of life is blooming, where the head has not been old, no more deep bright city, death will have to flee away. No more sickness, no more heartaches in that land, a perfect day. Glory, glory, glory hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Holy name of Jesus, bless the Lord, O my soul. There's a table in that country, seated with the saints of old. With their troubles far behind them, to never suffer anymore, I'm going home Home in in the the morning morning to that land so bright and and fair, to walk the streets of of go with Jesus. In that city built for square Glory, glory, hallelujah Praise the Lamb forevermore Praise the holy name of Jesus Bless the Lord Soul. Yes, bless the Lord. Oh, my
3: soul.
2: If you're personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple to be born again to start a new life as a child of God to join God's army to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you you don't have to do it alone I love you Jesus loves you and may God bless you
5: Lord For some Better days Yes I will Said the only way he would make it would be God's will. He called me up one night just to say, Brother, if you would, I need you to pray. So I